Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi, everybody. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking you back to where it all began. And on this episode, the first of a two-part interview with the legendary duo of Malcolm Wilde and Alwyn Wall, who brought their own brand of United Kingdom Jesus music to their country and to the United States and beyond. Collectively known as Malcolm and Alwyn, they got their start in the hometown of Liverpool, England, the birthplace of the Beatles, where they had been performing together in a band called the Zodiacs prior to their conversion. And when the Lord did finally get hold of these two, who also happened to be brother-in-laws, they would make their mark in Jesus music history with the trademark auto harp and acoustic guitar blend in their live shows. In the early 70s, they sang at all the major Jesus music festivals and were clearly a cut above the rest in those pioneering days. And on this episode, you'll be hearing from Malcolm. On the next episode, I'll talk with Alwyn. So, let's get rolling with the song that started it all off for the two lads with distinctive harmonies, the autobiographical Fool's Wisdom. And when we come back, Malcolm will share some insights into the background of that song and album of the same name. Got myself some wisdom from a leather-backed book Got myself a savior when I took a second look mm. Opened up the pages And what did I find? A black and white portrait of a king Who's a friend of mine Funny how when you think you're right Everybody else must be wrong Till someone with fool's wisdom Somehow comes along His voice was strange And the words he said I didn't quite understand Yet I knew that he was speaking right by the leatherback book in his hand Hey Wisdom. 
of some wisdom from a leather-backed book. Got myself a savior when I took a second look. Full circle. Full circle. A timeless classic fool's wisdom. Somebody said to us at, at a meeting one time, we were some friends in London that were interested in working with us, said, you know, if you ever do an album, you should call it Fool's Wisdom. And so that kind of struck a chord. And so we wrote the song that comes, the sentiment of the song is basically comes from the first three chapters of First Corinthians, that the wisdom of God is foolishness in this world, of man, but man's wisdom in God's eyes is foolishness. And so that's really what, where that song came from. And uh, the person in it who's mentioned uh, in it, uh, the guy that has the leatherback book, he's a real person. And uh, his name's Howard Davis, a guy witnessing in the place where I worked. And then I met a, a preacher by the name of Pastor George Yeomans and talked with him about Christ and he led myself and my wife to the Lord and then a couple of days later we talked to Alwyn who was my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law Gloria and they came to the Lord uh, a couple of days after that. In regard to uh, recording Fool's Wisdom, how did we get a record deal? We didn't even know it was a record deal. Some (laughs) some guys just came along, thought that uh, they wanted to record us and next thing we knew we found ourselves in the Air London studio George Martin studio there in London and recording Fool's Wisdom and was blessed to do it uh, we didn't try to get a record deal we were we were just doing our thing and some guys saw us and heard us and thought hmm like to work with these guys and kind of went from there it was a group of people called MGO or Musical Gospel Outreach those were the guys we first started working with So that was the beginning of their journey into Christian music. But I wanted to find out more about their roots as musicians in general. And here's what Malcolm had to share in regards to those early years, as well as some of their early influences before they became Christians. We got started as a duo because the band that we were in, um, well, we, we, we left the band, me and Alwyn dropped out of the Zodiacs because we wanted to do original music and also I was really into Bob Dylan. I wanted to do that and they were more uh, wanted to do some songs that I just didn't want to sing and were not really happening, I didn't think. We, and we felt like, you know, uh, we're going a totally different direction here. And so me and Alwyn just thought, well, we'll just keep singing as a duo. And obviously um, we were greatly influenced by the Beatles, but we were, Alwyn and myself, we're, we're in a band prior to uh, the explosion of, of the Beatles and, you know, the Liverpool sound or whatever, British invasion, you might want to call it over here. We were, we were involved in, in music before that, playing songs, uh, Chuck Berry, that kind of music was influential on us. And Rolling Stones came along, we did, we did uh, in our band, we did Stones music, we did Beatles. Simon and Garfunkel, great influences. Early influences on my life is would be like the Heavenly Brothers, uh, going back to uh, 
to when I was young. I, I really liked their singing. And we tried really hard to work, work really hard on our harmonies and get really tight with it. And it was people like that that, that influenced us. Really, a, a lot of the time, we, we, we didn't have a, a plan. We just went out into the woods, wrote songs, sat down, smoked a pipe, and <laughs> played our music to the woods, you know, just to me and, me and him. And then got invitations to a few folk clubs, started playing in folk clubs, and then uh, and then we started singing about Jesus when we got saved and went from there. Like many things that grow, it all started with a small seed. And the same thing can be said for those humble beginnings for Malcolm and Alwyn. We now have from that first landmark album the song Seed of Corn in which many of the influences that Malcolm just spoke about can be heard. See a seed of corn Must be buried in the ground Before it grows Then the blade appears And after a while you see the ear begins to show Life's begun The work has been done Earthly life is done Now eternal life has come Life goes on Sitting at his feet Eternal rapture Oh so sweet Eternal sun Life's begun The work has been done Seed of Corn, from Malcolm and Owen's 1973 landmark album, Fool's Wisdom, which is a top 10 favorite of many of us who were around during those early years. In fact, it was a top 10 
not only because it has stood the test of time, still holds up even to this day, but also due to the fact that there were only about 10 decent Jesus music albums we could find at our local Christian bookstore back in the day. New listeners to CCM today have no idea how blessed they truly are in regards to the quality and variety of Christian music out there today. This is Jerry Bryant, and all the songs from the debut album we just heard were written by both Malcolm and Alwyn. And I'm speaking with the first half of the duo, Malcolm Wilde, who is currently senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Merritt Island, Florida. He still performs with the worship team there, as well as operating a record label, Footstep Records, and also ministers via radio, as does yours truly, with a program called Sound Truth. Malcolm discussed the very early days of the Jesus movement as well as the impact and influence some of those early Jesus music albums and artists made upon his life. Full circle. Well, casting your mind back, I got to kiss a long way back now to think back to the early days of the Jesus movement. We had the blessing of being able to tour in America in the 70s, and so we saw a lot of different places where uh, God was moving. And it was going on in England also, Lord-saving musicians. But that was one of the things that really struck me is that there was a lot of talented people getting saved at that time in the Jesus movement in the 70s. And I have special memories about meeting different, wonderfully talented people in California, in uh, Texas and New York, and different people that God was using in those days. It was a really exciting time. My earliest memories, really, of the the genre that they now call CCM, we used to simply call Jesus music. Well, we were just singing songs about Jesus. <laughs> That's why they called it Jesus music. We had no other aspiration other than to sing about the Lord, sing about Jesus. And I think it was very honest because uh, we were not trying to be a Christian band. We were who we were. And so as we just stopped singing about uh, the world and the, the protesting, the band, the bomb and, and all that kind of stuff and just started singing in the same way we've always been singing, but this now we had a real message and we were singing about Jesus, writing the songs about Jesus and singing about him. And in that way, it's very honest. Sometimes I get a little a little concerned when people manufacture a Christian band and they're not really honest to who they are and they're just simply expressing their love for God through uh, the talent that he's given them. I guess the album that really changed it all for us was Upon This Rock, Larry Norman's album. And uh, Only Visiting This Planet, they were albums that we were blessed by. And I think second chapter of Acts, their first album, that was that was a great album. We really enjoyed that. Love Songs, first album. Of course, being over in England, uh, we weren't totally involved in all the different Jesus music guys back over here. But I would say that probably the person that had the most impact on myself and Alwyn was Larry Norman, of course. We, we became good friends with Larry Norman in the early days of Jesus music. And he had an influence on our life. Other people, we toured with 
Barry Maguire. We did concerts with Second Chapter of Acts. We also did uh, the Love Song Festival there in Knott's Berry Farm in the early days. And uh, the different Maranatha bands in, in Calvary Chapel were also, we admired them. But I guess the person who had the most influences was Larry Norman. Speaking of Larry Norman, here's Larry with his own musical tribute to the duo. This one, ultra rare, as it was cut from Larry's album In Another Land and was only released on a compilation album of various Jesus music artists of the day put out by Murr Records, an album called Jubilation. Looking back to 1975, Dear Malcolm, Dear Alwyn. Norman, with his homage to Malcolm Wilde and Alwyn Wall. Imagine having a father of early Jesus music write a song about you. After the tremendous success of their debut album, Fool's Wisdom, the duo returned to the studio with songs that they had composed over the last year and a half in the midst of an almost non-stop world tour of England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and the U.S. And I was one of the fortunate ones to book Malcolm and Alwyn in concert in 1976 
at Southern Illinois University in Carbondale, Illinois, a Jesus Solid Rock concert. Sponsored by the syndicated radio show of the same name. Back near the beginning of my broadcasting debut. What a memorable evening, to be sure. So the duo went back into the studio. And the result of their efforts was an album called Wild Wall, a play on Malcolm and Alwyn's last names. This record saw the two set aside their acoustic guitars on a number of the tracks and plug in some electric guitars for a fuller sound. Give a listen to a song called I Feel Fine, and I think you'll definitely hear the influence of Larry Norman's music on the track and throughout the project. In essence, Malcolm and Alwyn, as well as Larry Norman, had a great deal of respect and admiration for each other's work. The song lyrics deal with their life before they knew the Lord, reflecting on how nothing that they would try seemed to fill the emptiness they felt inside. That is, until they took their eyes off themselves and put their eyes on Jesus. Sounds like the gospel to me. I feel fine, and Wild War was a lot of fun. We had a, a lot of fun doing that song. You know, Alwyn was getting a little bit more, wanted to get a little bit more rock and roll with our music, and that's the, the way that we went with, uh, with Wild War. I've been thinking back on 17.
Malcolm Wilde, and I feel fine on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, taking you back to where it all began. Say, let me take a moment to thank Malcolm Wilde and Alwyn Wall for taking time to recount the memories with me on Full Circle. Now that's the vision of the show, to recall and be refreshed by recounting the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. What a rich legacy we have. And we archive it on each and every episode of Full Circle. The financial support to produce the show comes from you, the Jesus music lover and Full Circle listener. And I want to thank each one of you for doing whatever you have felt the Lord leads you to do. Now's a great time to invest in our next show with Alwyn Wall. So let me encourage you to revisit our website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And join our Full Circle Jesus Music group on Facebook. Back to where it all began with Full Circle. This is classic Jesus music. Where it all began. Full Circle. Full Circle. With Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant. Welcome back as we continue our look at the life and music of Jesus music veterans Malcolm and Alwyn. In 1976, after so much touring, many of those miles spent with their wives and children in tow, the band decided to hang up their guitars for a while and and try some other things. Alwyn stayed home in England, but Malcolm decided to move to the States, partnering with the Calvary Chapel in Costa Mesa, California, where he felt such a kindred spirit with many of the folks there. This fellowship, along with the late Pastor Chuck Smith, was kind of a home base for the duo when they were playing here in the States. Fast forward to 1979, when God called Malcolm back into the studio to record his first solo effort called Broken Chains. Let's let Malcolm tell us more about how that came about. Full Circle. Uh, Broken Chains, my friend John Paculabo um, was in a band called Parchment for Trinity Folk. He, he wanted to record some of my songs that I'd been writing after uh, Malcolm and Alwyn. And so and I just got some young guys that I was working with from California to come along and play on it. And so these guys played with me on Broken Chains. So here's the title track inspired by Ephesians 5, verses 13 through 14, which says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Also reflected in the lyrics are several verses from Romans chapter 7. We know that the law is spiritual, but I am unspiritual, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand what I do, for what I want to do I do not do. What I hate, I do. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that's subject to death? Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. With a song written by Malcolm, and the bass player for the group Gentle Faith, Henry Catrona. Here's Broken Chains on Full Circle.
This is Jerry Bryant, 
with my special guest on this episode of Full Circle, Malcolm Wilde, and the title cut from his first solo album, Broken Chains. And as Malcolm mentioned, helping him out on that track, providing background vocals, as well as helping to produce the album, the legendary John Pack, who is from his hometown in Liverpool and a member of the Christian progressive folk rock group called Parchment. The group was made up of John and two of his fellow folksters, Sue McClellan and Keith Rycroft. The band recorded four albums between 1972 and 1978. They even had a song in the new Musical Express charts that was the British equivalent of our Billboard charts here in the States. On January 22nd, 2013, John went on to be with the Lord. Besides being a member of that veteran UK Jesus music group, he was the managing director of Kingsway Music and saw it rise from a small-time outfit to become one of the major players in the worldwide explosion of modern worship music. Looking back to 1976, from the group's only LP to be co-released in the States, here's Parchment with Light of the World. Holy Jesus of the seeing eye Gaze upon me in my dreams Guide me safely through the twilight time When the devil's near it seems Let me know that you are with me every day let me know that you only are the way Sometimes I feel as though I'm wasting my time Won't you let me know? said that you're the light of the world Oh, like a candle in the night Let your fire fall and motivate me Oh, making everything all right What have I got to offer someone like you? What could I do that you cannot? Without you there is no beginning or end And I wanna be, be. let me be Yeah. 
Parchment from their third release called Shampoo Jam, released in the U.S. on the Murr label. In Mark Allen Powell's Encyclopedia of Contemporary Christian Music, he wrote, Murr Records took a chance with the group on Shampoo Jam, which features a more electric sound. The album also featured new member Brian Smith, providing bass, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, and backing vocals to the mix. By the end of the 70s, Malcolm Wilde was becoming increasingly involved with pastoral studies while still finding interest in various ways that Jesus' music could be utilized as a ministry tool and not just a way to make a living. He shared about those times and the second album he recorded without his longtime friend Alwyn Wall, an album called Red Alert. I was now part of a, the Maranatha Music uh, group. I, had, I was leading the Musicians Fellowship there in California. And that led to uh, them inviting me actually to form a band that we called the Mirrors, and it was Malcolm and the Mirrors. And we, we started to tour England, take bands over from California, or people, teams over from California, and tour England, and specifically in the schools. We had a marvelous opportunity to go into the schools and share the Lord there through the music. And so we wrote Red Alert. I wrote most of the songs on Red Alert with friends and whatever for the specific reason of reaching the kids in the schools in England. And so that's how that album came about. And the times are hard for you Sometimes hard for me But if you want to walk with him, yeah, that's how it's going to be. He never guaranteed that things would work out easily. And if they did, how could he make you all he wants you to be? I know things don't look so good. Look up, 
Malcolm in the Mirrors, with Look Up, His Coming's Near. Inspired by 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6-7, through 7, along with Luke 21, 28. The message version of the Bible puts it this way. God is keeping careful watch over us, and I know how great this makes you feel. Even though you've had to put up with every kind of aggravation in the meantime, pure gold put in the fire comes out of it proved pure. Genuine faith put through this type of suffering comes out proved genuine. When Jesus wraps this all up, it's your faith, not your gold, that God will have on display as evidence of his victory. And then they'll see the Son of Man welcomed in grand style, a glorious welcome. When all of this starts to happen, up on your feet, stand tall with your hands high. Help is on the way. Now that's a timely word. Now, one of the stories that Malcolm would share with the kids in those school assemblies was how he got to meet several of the Beatles. Of course, this was always a way to grasp the attention of distracted elementary and high school students. Getting to meet a couple of the Beatles was was a bit of a trip. <laughs> Met Paul and George. I guess um, the greatest influence on, on of meeting them was, was from George because... We did talk to him about transcendental meditation. This is all prior to being converted, of course. And also, I told him that we were writing songs, and he gave us a contact at Apple. You know, they had their own music thing called Apple at the time. Uh, a guy by the name of Terry Doran was the guy who who, who listened to the music that you that uh, you would bring to him. So we, uh, through George's recommendation and opening we went and met these guys gave them our music but no, nothing ever came of it we saw George again at the Apple place and he asked us if we'd you know if people take care of us and it was fine but the kind of music that they were that the people running that were looking for was not the kind of music we were doing and anyway when you think about it God kind of rescued us if just imagine if that if they would have taken us on at that time um, where we would have gone God had different plans for us. And speaking of the Beatles, my next featured track from the boys called Growing Old sounds like it could have easily been written by the McCartney-Lennon team, complete with a great string arrangement like Eleanor Rigby. Now, an interesting thing about the duo is that the subjects they would choose to sing about were not strictly from the scripture, but instead had a Christian worldview attitude. This might have been the result of many long-night discussions they had with Larry Norman, 
Even musically, Larry's influence can be heard on the following song with its foundation of a simple, repetitive acoustic guitar progression. Larry himself would be influenced lyrically by this song years later when he wrote the song Goodbye, Farewell about his own failing health and his longing to be home with the Lord. Although that did not happen until 15 years later after he had written the song. And if you're wondering about that particular Larry Norman song, it can be heard on episode 64 of Full Circle as I featured it in a tribute that I had to the passing of the late Larry Norman. You can go to my website at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com Check it out for yourself. And while you're there, you can listen to the past archives, some of our past shows, see some of the photos we've posted and some stories, and you'll find our physical mailing address, our email, as well as a PayPal button for those of you who feel that you'd like to contribute to underwriting Full Circle as a radio show or a ministry to bring back the classics so that people don't forget our legacy. We really do need your help, whether it's small or large, one time or many times. You can find out all you need to know by going to www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And thanks. Back to the music on Full Circle. But first, a short comment from our guest about the next song. Growing old. Yeah, um, there's a lot of truth in that song about a real experience, except when it talks about my dear father, mother, it's really a grandfather, and it was really Alwyn's grandfather that had passed away that inspired the, uh, the song. From the album Fool's Wisdom, Malcolm and Alwyn, Growing Old. Close your eyes, my child. It's been a long, hard day Your mummy says That you're much too rough When you're out at play I was just a little boy like you are But I was a rebel at my Sticking bubble gum down the inkwell and writing silly rhymes upon my rule. Goodbye, my dear father. You lived a good long But you left us all much too quickly My, 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 how time flies Still never mind my faithful mother Dry those heartbroken I'll do the best 
We now come to the end of our visit with Malcolm Wilde, but I'll continue on in the next episode of Full Circle with his musical partner, Alwyn Waugh. I'll close with the first song from the first album from Malcolm and Alwyn, a song called Say It Like It Is, that expresses ancient truths that, well, stab like a knife, as well as those truths that soothe like a cool rag on a hot brow. And Malcolm shared some of his thoughts to why they wrote this song in the first place. The first song of Fool's Wisdom is Say It Like It Is. And that song, um, at the time, you know, they were, uh, the time we got saved, there was an interest in Jesus in other circles too, like Jesus is all right by me, Godspell, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, and all that kind of sentiment about Jesus. But... Uh, it was kind of like the, the counterfeit to the real thing that was going on in the Jesus movement. So that is the sentiment of Say It Like It Is. That, hey, come on, tell the truth about who Jesus really is. Looking back to 1973, for the song that was a kind of a musical rebuttal to the established media and religious establishments who expounded their views on who Jesus is. Much like Jesus did in Matthew 23, in which he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You're like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to men as righteous, but on the inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. This song spoke to the thousands of hippies of the day who were hearing a lot about this Jesus, but didn't know 
what to really make of him. It also used their own slang terms that they would use daily on the street and not in some scholarly language that they could barely understand. So sit back and let the truth set you free as we listen to Malcolm and Alwyn say it like it is. Don't dress up my gospel in fancy clothes. Don't gloss up my Jesus for the London shows. He'll take care of himself wherever he goes. You just say it like it is. You say within your mind Or even go to college to study for words that rhyme Man, he would never have even wasted his time He just said it like it is He said some stained glass frame Pretend to be trendy just by speaking his name He won't fit into any superstar game You just say it like it is You say That's Malcolm and Alwyn. Say it like it is. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circle is recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.